0: went on Twitter and I was able to find this incredible community of Jets fans and Mets fans. You know, also when I first joined Twitter way back when, I thought it was supposed to be similar to to some of the other platforms I was on. Not a lot of my friends were on it. And I said, you know, I don't understand the the value prop here. (laughs) And then I started to follow Jets players, the Jets, the beat writers who write about the Jets, you know, and it just became this incredible experience, which to this day I'm I'm so grateful for.
1: Laura Furlick, head of content partnerships at Twitter, who quite succinctly shares the value prop of the business she works for every day. In our conversation ahead, we talk about how she and Twitter's constantly listening to their audience and learning and using that information to surface ideas to their audience. Why she loves with Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson and No Laying Up, what they're doing with their social accounts, how they engage, and how they're different from others. We talk about her personal fandom of New York sports and food, what technology she loves, and what's next in fan engagement.
0: It really starts with the fact that Twitter is the place that people come When things are happening in the world. So a lot of times we, you'll hear us say, if it's happening in the world, it's happening on Twitter. Um, And so, you know, really, it it starts with that notion that, um, you know, Sports are, you know, the NFL season is, is kicking off and, you know, people are watching games and they're coming to Twitter to to talk about them or the MTV VMA awards are on and everyone wants to see not only who's winning the awards, but, you know, what are some of the crazy moments that are happening during the show? How are the the celebrities in the audience reacting to them? Um, so, you know, really we think about it in terms of what are the, the ways that we can foster this environment on Twitter to make um, all that conversation, you know, as electric as possible.
1: I, I imagine it was always a hope for if it's happening in the world, it's happening on Twitter, that mantra. When, when do you think that actually happened when you said, oh, yeah, we, that we are at the heartbeat and the center of this conversation? <laughs>
0: I mean, I you know I've I've been at Twitter for about five and a half years, and I would say you know it's it's always been sort of the the undercurrent of of everything. Um, I would say over the past couple of years, we've done a lot of work to really distill even further you know who we are and who we're for. Um, and, you know, and, and what are the, you know, what's ultimately the job or the jobs that, um, people hire us for, um, you know, why do they come to us and let's just make sure that it's the very best experience it can possibly be, um, so that they continue to hire us day in, day out.
1: Are you able to take inspiration from fan engagement offline and at venue or at event and see, and bring that onto a social platform?
0: I mean, I would say that, you know, because our, our platform is, um, is so great at surfacing all of the conversation that's happening in the moment, I think, um, you know, the, the fan perspective, you know, the perspective of a fan who's at an event is a super interesting one to, to folks who aren't at that event. So, you know, incorporating that sort of thing into it. Um, So it goes from the fan at the event to the fans, um, you know, who aren't there but are on the platform. And then it also goes the other way. You know, if if you're at an event, uh, but you also want to see what's everyone talking about um, about this event, you know, you can be at the event and be on the platform to see all that incredible conversation.
1: Yeah. And, And so I imagine every day there's a different conversation with property, label, festival, event. Uh, league team in how to infuse the platform while at event too right meaning uh, just just I mean the second screen environment we live in at home but we're also living it at event and so h- how do we keep fan engagement and conversation uh, booming while also a, a passive participant in watching something else it's not just while you're watching TV now it's it's at event also
0: Yes, exactly. I mean, if you're, you're at an event, you're obviously super invested in, um, in that team or that musician or, you know, you're, you're super invested as a fan in, in being there. And because you're so invested, you want to see and hear everything that's, that's being said. I mean, I, I would say, you know, as, as a for instance, um, you know, I'm a I'm a big Mets fan and so you know, what if I'm at a Mets game and you know there's a you know a call that you know is being reviewed, I immediately go to Twitter and I say, you know, what is Twitter saying about, you know, was he safe, was he out? Um, you know, what what are people saying? Um and and then, you know and then once the you know the actual call is made, you know, what's the reaction to that? Um so you know, I, I think that's just one example of, yes, you're, you're at the venue, but you're also, um, you know, involved in what's happening in terms of the conversation about that event on the platform.
1: Just staying on those Mets as a, as a fan <laughs> of, outside of checking to see if it's a ball or a strike or, or if he was out or safe. How else do you engage content or fandom as you as a personal fan of the Mets? And how's that changed? Yeah,
0: I mean, you know, as a diehard, you know, fan of my New York teams living 3,000 miles away yeah. from them, yep. you know, <laughs> that's really how I got to be so obsessed with Twitter in the first place long before I ever worked here, uh, because I, I did move across the country and I said, oh my God, you know, my built-in base of people that I always go to games with and talk about things with and commiserated with, you know, I, I'm losing access to all those people. What am I going to do? And so, you know, I, I went on Twitter and I was able to find this incredible community of Jets fans and Mets fans. And, and you know, also when I first joined Twitter way back when, I, I thought about it more in terms of um, – I thought it was supposed to be similar to, to some of the other platforms I was on, and I, you know, I, I, not a lot of my friends were on it, and I said, you know, I don't understand the, the value prop here. <laughs> and then I started to follow, um, you know, Jets players, the Jets, uh, the beat writers who write about the Jets, uh, you know, and it just became this incredible experience, which to this day I'm, I'm so grateful for. Um, you know, and, and I would also say I'm, you know, a fan of, of other things like, um, food, for example, I'm, I love great food, great restaurants. Um, I follow tons of chefs and things like that. And, you know, so it, it just makes it a really fulfilling experience to, to be able to see all the conversation and what people are talking about, about the things that I'm passionate about.
1: And and so you talk about that fan community, uh, especially when you're you're miles away from the fandom where you can't be live every day w- what are you guys doing <laughs> to Keep that community, just bolstering that community besides the obvious of you can figure out who to follow and figure out which conversations to be in. But what, what do you do every day? What's the business do every day to make sure that engagement and the conversations is as robust as possible?
0: Yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, a few things. The chief among them would be we obviously have the ability to do a ton of listening yeah. about our, our audiences on the platform. So we listen to And we understand what you're interested in. And then we surface the kinds of things that you're interested in so that you, so that joining the conversation is super easy. So, you know, Twitter listening to me knows that I'm a huge Jets fan. And so when the Jets are playing at the top of my timeline, there's something that shows me that, you know, here's where you can tap in and see all the conversation that's happening um, right now around this Jets game. Um, And, I would say, you know, other ways that we do it is we curate content um, around events so that you can see all of the best content um, that's happened around something in particular. So, for example, we recently had uh, an event with Viacom, the MTV VMA Awards, and we had a fantastic slate of of content with them which included – the opportunity for fans to actually vote on which celebrities they wanted MTV to focus on during some of the the craziest moments. Um, and so giving fans access to that. And then also from a curation perspective, you know after the event was over, they curated a a moment um, of all of the best moments from from the show. Um, so things like that, making sure that we are, are curating the very best content and surfacing it to you um, and getting you into all of the best conversations when events are happening. Hmm.
1: What, what what do you see as differences, I guess similarities or differences, in the way fans interact with different types of personalities? Do they interact the same if it's an athlete, a musician, a chef or a Hollywood actor or actress, or is it different based on category?
0: I think, you know, there's, there are consistent threads that run through, which is basically, you know, they're, they're on the platform because they're able to have this incredible direct access, um, to their favorite athletes and, and artists and celebrities, you know, so the, the way they approach them perhaps is different in terms of, um, you know what they're what they're asking, what they're hoping to to get out of it. But you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, it's it's really just you know you have the opportunity to connect with these people that you um, that you really um, admire. Uh, and I think you know also another thing that I love about Twitter is not only the fact that it gives fans and athletes direct access to each other, uh, you know, fans and and artists and celebrities. But to see the interaction um, of, for example, the athletes with each other, um, and to, to see that interaction happen, because that that can be a lot of fun as well.
1: Are, are there examples of some of those athletes or, or musicians, celebs, influencers, chefs, talent, we'll just call it for the sake of it, just some specific ones where you've seen they handle engagement differently or better that's either improved their brand or relationships with others that they point to Twitter as doing so?
0: Yeah, I mean, I would say... Uh, you know, one of my favorite recent examples, and it's painful for me to say mm-hmm. so um, because of, I'm such a big Jets fan, but Tom Brady um, is phenomenal at Twitter. Um, he really, you know, from from the day he announced he was on, on April Fool's Day, you know, fooling everyone into thinking he was retiring. Um, you know, he's just been phenomenal in terms of, uh, you know, he's he's hilarious on the platform. He gives people, you know a view into another side of him um he interacts with his his teammates on the platform he's he's really really excellent i would say another one who's really great at twitter is phil Nicholson.
1: yeah it's fun uh
0: yeah so you know he he really uses video really well he does impromptu q and a's with fans um, and his personality really shines through
1: and what about from a brand side the ones that stand out for you and you don't necessarily have to call people out. You've got plenty of brand partners on the platform, but people that really engage well using their brand and then tying in the talent as well as maybe properties that they're part of too.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would say, you know, the, the main reason that brands like to work with Twitter is, you know, because the nature of our platform is driving conversation and culture our audiences are the most valuable and most receptive to their messages. So, you know, we're really giving brands the opportunity to connect with what's happening and um, and with what their target audiences are really super passionate about. Um, so that the brands that really um, align themselves with those passion points and, and do it in, in creative ways are really the ones that, that have seen the most success Um, you know, I would say, uh, you know, a great example of of this is um, Toyota. So they have, they've really purposefully shifted their positioning from being an automotive company to a mobility company. Mm. Um, And one of the ways that one of the platforms that they've used in order to do that is their Olympic and Paralympic partnerships. Um, They've really been key. Um, And so taking that Partnership and priority and bringing it to um, to the Twitter platform and aligning with Olympic and Paralympic content on our platform has really helped them succeed in in making that message shift
1: and, and along these your your travels probably your weekly travels and outside of Twitter, who excites you what what do you see from technology or startups or uh, at venue that you think just does a great job, or you think has a product that will be wonderful for fan interaction in the future?
0: Yeah, so I um, am really intrigued by what's happening in the audio space. I'm a huge podcast fan, so I'm super excited to be on this
1: podcast. Awesome, thank you. Um,
0: so, yeah. So, and, you know, I'm, I'm definitely keeping an eye on, on what's happening uh, in the audio space. One of the, I've recently discovered this app that I really like called Tunity. Okay. And are you familiar with it? I'm not, no. Yeah. So, what it allows you to do is um, it recognizes the screen that you're watching. And it 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 recognizes that, for example, I'm watching uh, CBS, and then I can actually It will actually stream the audio from that channel to me on my device. So the use cases for this are things like uh, you're in a crowded bar, you can't see the TV screen, but you want to hear it. You can you know you can stream the audio, or. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes you know the the way I'll use it is I'm in the gym. My headphones are are wireless, so I can't plug into the treadmill, and so I just stream the audio um, wirelessly using this Tunity app. Um, and there's a ton of other use cases, and so I I think I'm, that's definitely one that I'm watching and find really interesting. Hmm.
1: How how do you think Twitter changed the most in that engagement with fan over the last several years?
0: I think the 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 fan engagement has really evolved with the way the platform has evolved so you know folks who have been on Twitter for a really long time remember that it used to be all text um, you know text and you know text including emojis so I think uh, people may remember the emoji madness around the DeAndre Jordan free agency of 2015 um, and you know as we've evolved and we've rolled out capabilities like native photos and video and live streaming. Uh, it just gives even richer opportunities for fans to engage. You know when you know way back when we said we have all this incredible conversation on the on the platform, what if we had not only all this great conversation but actually the the video highlights of what people are talking about, so it can enrich the conversation even more. Um, you know, so we partnered with some of the the best publishers around to make sure that we had all of that premium content to to enrich the the fan experience and and drive engagement even further. Um, and then again, you know, like I said, it went to um, live streaming. We have the capabilities for. Uh, talent to use a a special app for Q and A's. We have actually something that we just recently rolled out is something called go live together. So what that allows uh, talent to do is go live and actually have guests join or um, have fans join and, and be part of the conversation during that live stream. So I think that's another super exciting opportunity for engagement. So I think, you know, it's always been a fantastic place for conversation in the moment and now those those conversations can be even richer as our, our platform evolves its capabilities.
1: If I take you back to childhood, do you, do you recall a personal moment you fell in love with an individual or I guess team?
0: It's hard to remember a time when I wasn't a New York Jets fan. My dad and his best friends since third grade were season tickets, tic- season ticket holders, um, since they were the Titans before they were the Jets. Um, so just some of my favorite childhood memories were, you know, just going to Shea Stadium with my dad and, and falling in love with football.
1: Five years from now, where do you think the world has gone in this interaction? Is it the same just with technology increases that just make it just keep eliminating friction? between the relationship of everybody?
0: I think that's definitely part of it, and I think it's also having fans be able to have even greater degrees of personalization of, of their experience and, and the content that they see and engage with. Uh, so, you know, we've started to, to do some things in this area, so you may have seen uh, this past season we had an ISOCAM that fans could vote on for the second half of of NBA games. So, you know, you could vote on which player you wanted the ISO cam to focus on for the second half of the game. Um, We did, uh, as I mentioned, we had a partnership with MTV for the VMAs. We had the ability for fans to vote on which celebrities they wanted to see in the audience or backstage. Um, So I think that personalization of the experience for fans and fans really having a voice in in what they see is something that I think is only going to, to grow in the next five years.
1: And that's The Bond. See you next week.